right. What was your original question? Uh, my original question. Oh, first of all, welcome to another episode of the Road Rage Podcast. This is your uh, one of your co-hosts, Ryan VCC, on the one hundred and one with Big John on a lovely hazy Friday, almost evening. Passing up the tele. Mundo truck passing up the Telemundo NBC Telemundo truck. Uh, where are we currently? I believe we are kind of like Mountain View. Mountain View. Excuse me. That tells you how our week has been going. Um, your original question was, or what were we listening to? We were listening to a Nas song with uh, R. Kelly on the hook. And you ask me, what would it take for me to ban MJ? For me to cancel the King of Pop. And we're not talking about uh, Jacquees. Or did he call himself the King of R&B? I mean, that's the last time I heard anything from him. Like... Yeah, that whole viral moment and then no music. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. If he has a song, somebody need to find it and play it for me. I don't know who this dude is. All I know is that everybody who interviews him is pointing the microphone down. Yeah, he's he's not. Uh, he's very small in stature. Um, but those are the types of things that I feel like men who are small in stature say to themselves. That's how they they like build themselves up. Nah, nah, because it's, it's like, you got Bruno Mars out there, you got who else you got out there? You got like, Omarion, I'm not saying Omarion. Omarion be feeling himself though, too. Yeah, but like, Omarion, like, when he's feeling himself, like, comes correct. Like, when they try to hit him up on Wildin' Out, he was like, what if I stand on my wallet? Like, he got bread. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the hottest bars ever. Like, You know, it's it's cool to be feeling yourself if you can back it up, okay? I got no, I'm I'm like no beef with it. Like if Bruno Mars came out and said I'm the sh-, like I would be like, you know, you kind of are. Like, you know, like yeah, I don't know if you would be tight if the 70s music didn't exist before you started singing it again. Right. But, you know, whatever, you know. I mean, Jacquees either. Like most of his music was covers before he I don't know any, any of, of his, his songs, songs. Like, everything he does is like a cover or like a cover adjacent like he'll take a, a hook who? from a uh old school song or not even old school like oh, i thought you were saying like song. jason derulo like no like, jacques no 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 i know you said i thought you said he took a hook from like it'll be a cover from jason like, nah he'll take a, like a hook that's wax stealing from wax from like an early smart. 2000 song um, and just not even do it justice. Okay, so I, I think the better, the bigger question around Michael is is not whether or not or what it is that I will do or what he needed to have done for me to cancel him. Mm-hmm. It's like, why haven't we canceled him already? Mm. With everything that's surrounding, I could I could probably speak to that. Go ahead. I don't think it's just a Michael Jackson thing. So it's like. I might get borderline deep on y'all, but whatever. Like, it shouldn't be no black people at Disneyland, but we there, right? Shouldn't be no black people drinking Coors, but they drink it. 
um, and you know just go out research the history of like everything. That. Yeah, go look out. Uh, what is what is it? What is Disney's Club Club Thirty Three? Uh-huh. Or whatever it is, Club something. It ain't no black people in that club, and it was never gonna be, and it's never ne- like it's not. No, okay. Like, there's a lot of stuff out there that was never meant for us, and that was intentional, and we still patronize those people. So I guess why are people? turning around and be like no oh no oh no no r kelly we can't have r kelly like i'm not listening to r kelly's music and and thinking what r kelly was thinking and i don't even know if r kelly was thinking that when he made his music maybe there what was- about aj nothing but a number come on bro i, I you that's know not, he was that's thinking. not my but that that ain't my like that's not even what i'm after like that's not what i'm trying to listen to so you're you're saying if you were going to continue to listen to him, it will mostly be for stepping music. I'm saying like R. Kelly has made some legitimate hits that should have stood the test of time, and who knows may come back because people have a penchant for forgetting stuff when it becomes convenient. And so, what I think is Michael Jackson was to music what a lot of NFL players or sports stars are to their sports and that they can commit something that should be horrendous that should make you never want to deal with them again and you still fool with them. Why? Because they score that touchdown or they make that pass or hit that shot. And so I think Michael Jackson has enough hits. His star is big enough. And the fact that he died, just all of that you know, added up together gives people to be forgetful a a platform to be conveniently forgetful but let's be real michael jackson and y'all can come for me if you want if michael jackson were alive today there's not a soul in the world that i know of that's letting michael jackson babysit your kids (laughs) unless you need a check oh gosh so like let's be real you know like i mean I think the thing with R. Kelly that let R. Kelly go so long was, you know, there was a lot of people who were okay with what he was doing with their children. And at that point, it's like, is R. Kelly the sick person or are the parents sick? The parents and also the people who were making it happen. It wasn't like R. Kelly was like slinking away from the studio and like on the low trying to get these people to... And they were around. Like the kid, these little girls were like around him. It wasn't like... Behind closed doors all the time. Right. So the, his management team, all of that stuff. I uh, I am going to speak on a uh, a um, organization, an educational organization, who will not be named mm-hmm. uh, because there may be a conflict of interest in in uh, on, employment opportunities. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the things that they do is they play a song at the beginning of each day. And it's it's amazing to watch. Like there there's this choreographed dance where all of the kids come together and do a choreographed choreographed dance. And I heard a story where they were going to uh, use a Chris Brown song, and and it was a Chris Brown song with Jordan Sparks. I forgot the I forget the name of the song, but it was one of his like more sanitized, obviously pop hits. Mm. And one of the people on staff said. 
hey, like, I'm not going to dance to to Chris Brown because of the whole Rihanna situation. They did not take into consideration, and this was brought up in the meeting, that the school or that the educational organization also played music from R. Kelly and also played music from Michael Jackson. So it's like, if we're an educational organization, an elementary educational organization, how can we choose to discredit, oh, we're not going to dance to Chris Brown because of what he did to women, but these guys who are clearly involved with some level of pedophilia, whether it be, uh, whether they get convicted of it or not, like, it's just no bueno. So I do feel like people conveniently choose. That was a case in point of people conveniently choosing. That to, person probably had a situation in their life that was, you know, that struck a nerve that that, that hit home with them. The Chris Brown situation. I agree. But I also be, believe like as a, a teacher of elementary school kids, somebody being accused of pedophilia. And I'm saying accused. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it's like. Until further notice, you're you're guilty until proven innocent, not the other way around. I don't know about guilty until proven innocent. I mean, I think that comes more from being a parent. Like if somebody says right, something I'm definitely you, on the parent. Like team. like like if somebody says something and it's along those lines, like 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 don't take this personal, but like you really can't come over until we sort this out. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't fool with you. Um, that's coming from a parent standpoint. Now. I think each educator educator that would be different per person, like how attached they really are. I mean, I know educators who, when they leave the school, like they left. They are going to start their own time and live their own life, and it's completely separate from whatever it is they do at the school. And I know people who it's all one thing; it all merges in together. That's their life. Um, so I would expect them to be way more affected by the whole like R. Kelly situation. But again, I feel like. Like I said, it's like. Do you real quick before we move forward? Do you feel like the person's stance should have been personal rather than organizational? Because this person's stance was, this we shouldn't be playing this song at all, even um, though this person was dancing to the other songs. I think that that would have been the responsibility of whoever was in charge at the time to say, well, I understand what you're saying but you did not take exception to this. And if you're going to take exception, then, I mean, at this point, we really need to, like, we have to draw a line. So is are you drawing a line with domestic violence? Are you drawing a line with pedophilia? Like, where's your line? So are you saying it's okay for us to listen to performers who do this, but not performers who do that? And by saying so, are you saying this is okay and that's not okay? Right, because there are also artists who admit and sing about and talk about illegal drug use that is on the music that that they dance to. Right. (laughs) Um. So, I know we can get broad, but back to the original question. MJ. MJ. Cancel or not? I mean, I for me personally, I'm just going to say that I look at MJ the same way 
in a sense that I look at R. Kelly, like it's not somebody whose songs I play on a daily basis. So they weren't affecting me that much in the first place. And I'm also a person that no matter how much I love a song I, that does not like, I don't love MJ. I don't love R. Kelly. Like I'm not attached to anybody like that, except for maybe Halle Berry. She, yeah, you know, and Erica Badu, and maybe a couple of other people. But I'm not gonna get into naming names like that. But oh Erica Badu could be crazy as she want to be. She sing me a little by anytime she want. <laughs> Sorry, man. You are a hot man. It's okay. Idris Elba walk into the room. I'm getting dumped. I know. At least for the next day. So. Um, or two or two you know <laughs> whatever it's all good like I told her it's like make sure Idris Elba walks in with Erica Badu so that we could both take a 48 hour break together at the same time you are meet you back at the house you know <laughs> I I feel like I feel like you take a, a an interesting stance because your stance is grounded completely in like the personal where it's like yo like I'm not going to explicitly make an effort to search this music out and I'm not going to lose any sleep because I'm I'm not hearing it anymore but they are so pervasive in culture that like if it's on it's on like yeah it's but- not something that you can you can change but you're also what I also get from you is that if you went to a function or whatever and they played it, you're not gonna go up to the DJ and say, "Cut this music off!" Like somebody is. Like R. Kelly's not gonna get played. R. Kelly ain't gonna get played. Like he's not gonna get played. Like you're not gonna go somewhere. What about in Chicago? I he might get played less in Chicago. I think Chicago's really mad at him okay. because. Chicago, I believe, is like a culture-rich place that tries to hold on anything great that they have because of all of the, the bad things that have happened. So when you have a, a musical talent such as R. Kelly or you had a basketball star such as Michael Jordan or Derrick Rose when, you know, he was at his peak um, or, you know, you got Obama, like you hold on to those treasures, right? They were treasures to you. So I feel like Chicago is burning on the inside. Like, they're really upset. Like, you know, now here you come, like, introducing another stain on on Chicago. On black Chicago. On black Chicago, you know. So, but I think that the R. Kelly situation is slightly bigger in that when these people become rich and they have... Um, the means to do whatever it is that their their heart or mind desires, it's a different ball game. It's yeah. a different ball game, and they 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 can evolve. So it's like he might not have been what he is had he not attained the fame that he that he had. I don't think at that level, but it would have manifested itself. I and I he'd be in jail. He would have been yeah. He would have been locked up very quickly if he was Robert Kelly. Okay, <laughs> Robert Kelly would have been locked up at twenty three years old for dating a thirteen year old or fourteen year old girl. Like it would have been real quick. So, you know, but it's it's like, and I think you were talking about it the other day. Like you know, with the cancel culture, but 
it's like there's there's movie producers whose movies should you watch them you know um there's the people who are like oh hey should we cancel chick-fil-a because of their their stance on uh homosexuality but is there is there stance and and i mean even with chick-fil-a is their stance really on homosexuality is their stance on like you know that they're a faith-based um, restaurant chain. I mean, so, I think those those two things but they, they, are mutually exclusive. Like one one dictates I, the other. I, but that's and that's the issue. And I'm this going to be your hot take. Somebody saying that their religion um, does not endorse homosexuality is not the same as saying. I hate homosexuals and I feel that there have been some very very like like there's been people that have been very successful in pushing that message that's just because if you're not saying you're for me then you're against me and that's how a lot of issues have been furthered along and how the LGBTQ IA IA apparently Y'all gonna have another letter next week. Um, community has like made great strides, but I mean, it comes at a detriment to some, and I think it's a really slippery slope. Yeah, it's. it's I I do feel like it is divisive. It's one of those things where, um, at the expense of of progress. It's almost like something else has to be brought down in order for you to be brought up, if that makes any sense. No, I mean... Like, your platform has to be built on the the bad ideology of somebody else, which is challenging when we exist in, and us especially, being in Northern California, when we exist in a place where, you know, we're just surrounded by ideologues. We're surrounded by people... And communities who identify with their community first before they identify on an individual level, and it's more important for them to to be cognizant of the ideas that they ascribe to rather than the ideas that they have. And I, I'm I'm not on the far right in terms of like that way of thinking, where where it's like you know you the american dream and you gotta do everything personally like i'm not saying that i do believe in institutionalized racism and institutionalized um sexism and and things like that but we do have to get to a point where it's like just because you're a part of this identity framework doesn't mean you have to hate everybody that's a part of this identity framework if that makes any sense right well i mean I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a give a shout out, a nice little plug. Um, Oscar Days, a pastor in San Jose, California, preached one of the Bible, best, way? Bible way. Yeah, one of the best messages that I've ever heard on homosexuality. And he simply put it as, as what the Bible labels it as, as a sin. But drunkards are sinners, you know, adulterers are sinners, liars are sinners. Sin is sin. So, like, he just simply and and everybody in the building is a sinner. So somebody who walks in the building and they're homosexual, you have every 
just as much right to be in that building as anybody else. You're no different than them in that regard. It's, you know, and people will argue about whether or not it's a choice and this, that, and the other. And I'm just saying as, as you know, as outlined in the Bible, this is what it is. Are so, you, so are you saying that, that sin slash sinners is part and parcel of our identity? Is who we are or is sin slash sinning a choice? Because I believe, like, when I... when We're I sinners by, uh, by if nature. If you believe, then you're a sinner by nature. By nature, okay. Okay, so then that would mean that everybody that is around you is a sinner by nature. And, but and it's manifested not... in, in whatever, whatever way it's manifested. Correct. And Got so, it. you know, like, but the whole thing is, like, I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm not here... Um, unless you drive a Chevy Volt. I think I've brought that up before. There's one right next There's to me. Right like the person next to that, that, you're a terrible person. You are um, a terrible <laughs> human being. Yes. Um, but I got a car. I got a, How you got a compact drive like you own the road? You can't even take it up. Anyway, like live your life. You know, I'm not here to judge your life. I believe what I believe. You believe what you believe. Um, based off of what I believe, um, things may not turn out very well for you after you leave this earth, but that's based off of what I believe. But I'm not here to tell you, I'm not walking up to somebody with like, Hey, based off of what I believe you're going to hell. Like that's not for me to do. So at what point do beliefs become harmful? I think your beliefs become harmful when you enforce your beliefs on, upon other people. If you Got believe it. in something, then the best way to get somebody to share your beliefs or want to know more about your belief is to live your life, live your life according to your in, in a such way. Yeah. According to your beliefs in such a way that that it it brings people to it. Like, man, like John is such a nice guy. He's always got a, such a good temperament. He's this. He's that. Like, why are you always so happy? Oh, I'm glad you asked. This is why. And see, that's how you can invite somebody into that conversation. That's how you can tie somebody into your life. Because I'm a person that also believes, like, me, who I am, deep down as a person, that's also a privilege, right? So it's not just something that I'm just going to throw at you. You know, you got to earn that, too. Wh whoever you are, whatever level of relationship we have, where we're buddy, buddy, coworker, whatever. I don't... People don't know what I do after work, where I go, who I associate myself with. And they don't need to because they're not privy to that information. So when I walk up to somebody on the street, like how you live your life is of no consequence to me unless your life is directly impacting me in a negative way. And in, in which case, if I can separate myself from you, I'll just separate myself from you. I don't have to be around you you can live your life i'm not gonna stop you i think that that's the challenge though john like for me it's like there are people who believe that you living your life is harmful to me let's take the let's take the bakery example like for me if i owned a bakery mm -hmm. and i did wedding cakes mm -hmm. i feel like i would just bake cakes for everybody and the reason why i would is because what I believe about weddings is what I believe about weddings and marriage. And the institution of, of uh, marriage doesn't make sense for anybody, whether hetero... Sorry for the hiccup, y'all. As is common on the Road Rage podcast, uh, we have multiple 
interruptions, whether that be folks illegally merging into our lane or calling us on one of the three devices oh, that yeah. are <laughs> <laughs> that are uh, in this car between the two of us. I will not name names on the one of us who owns two phones. Whatever. I can tell y'all <laughs> firsthand my personal opinion. Um, I'm not a big Android fan. Um, I have a very new, very beautiful Android phone with a lovely screen that apps seem to take a little bit longer to perform the same functions on. But, you know, that's to each their own. Love your phone. Love your mate. Love your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever it is. And I won't love hate. who you love. I won't, I won't hate, hate because that screen is buttery, number one. I'll live and my number life two, there. you kind of use you kind of need it for, for the work that you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, at any rate, back to what I was saying about baking cakes. The bakery. I'm baking cakes for any and everybody because this sort of I don't bake cakes for gay people controversy is so weird to me because they bake cakes for Muslims. They bake cakes for... I don't know what was... Non-Christian. Was there something that was on the cake that was a problem? No, the person was just, a problem. The that person just said, "I'm marrying like Robert sex. and David." Yeah, like they had a problem with two, but two guys. Yeah, the cake. like which to me is like bigotry. Like, the, yeah. So that to me, that that's bad. Now, like if they were putting some message that you found to be offensive, and you're like, "I can't do that," I get it. But I, I, I really feel like if you're a baker then you need to bake like make cakes <laughs> like that's what you do that's like the lady in Kentucky who decided she wasn't going to hand out marriage licenses and she essentially didn't do her job and they backed her up because of her religious beliefs and I thought that that was the Wrong. biggest atrocity that I've one of the biggest atrocities I've ever seen in government and I, I felt like you like I go to work all the time I deal with people at work all the time that I would not normally deal with that I would not normally have myself around for all different types of reasons right how, how much money would I make how much like are you are you kidding me can a principal walk out of a school and be like I'm not going to support that child because my religion is against homosexuality so I don't talk to gay kids what how stupid does that sound? You're a principal. You're there to run a school. Like, you, your your job is to sign marriage licenses. You're not a minister. You're not um, a rabbi. You're not a anything. You're you're a county clerk. Right. That's your job. So do your job. Nobody's asking you to do. Um, if if you want to have, if your religion is. If, if you're so deeply embedded in your religion that it affects your job, then you need to have a job... That's connected to your religion. That's connected to your religion. Exactly. Go work at the church. And I think and that... And then you won't have that issue. And this is coming from somebody who... Well, actually, no. I, I'm going to go ahead and say I don't believe in the same God you believe in because my God wouldn't tell me to do anything that ridiculous. You're you're on one. You're off one. You're, you're, you're like... And you need a new barber. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw that lady's haircut, but no, I did. Yeah, and I let me know. I don't know, I man. I, I feel like 
I feel like there is this picking and choosing that mm-hmm. I think happens. Absolutely. Where it's like, I, I want to not even choose, but like, I want to twist this aspect of this belief so that it can, it, so I could feel better about it, or I don't know, man. But yeah, like when I think about the Christian principle of marriage versus the Buddhist principle of marriage or the um, secular principle of marriage that isn't connect like just a, just a legal union, you know what I mean? Like they all are defined by different terms. And to your point about, you know, if if you want to live your life according to a set of standards 100% fully and completely then your your vocation and everything about who it is that you are has to be like oriented towards that um but to just choose one subset of people to not do anything for is crazy to me I think it shows, um, I think it shows, I don't know any other way to say it. I'm sorry. If that is your prerogative, you lack depth, you lack depth as a person. And you, I question your intelligence. I question your exposure to almost anything. Yeah, you know, and it, con- and it connects you're, back you're, to you're 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 straight up you're a radical, but you're not even a radical. You're just energized by by talking points that are put in your head by people who are you know just literally like conservative. Like they're not even conservatives. They're just racist, bigoted ideologies that are like somehow injected into religion and they don't really they don't have any place in it yeah i i think it connects back to what i was saying earlier like when you are defining yourself by the ideas of the the group that you are uh, uh, considering yourself a part of rather than defining your own ideas then you just end up the collective iq is always lower generally speaking than the individual because the person sitting next to you until is you either get to that person that's lowering it right until you get to the person that that has lowered it to taking our scores to its to it to its bottom point right but i think that like you have to be able to with even in the, these last five minutes like we've sort of put ourselves in the shoes of the baker and like made a rational decision to be like well if i have christian beliefs about marriage and i only bake cakes for people who are quote unquote christian which wasn't the case in this case they just didn't want to bake cakes for people who were homosexuals um then your business model would be the only time that you could bake a cake is after premarital um premarital counseling with a christian reverend that 
verifies or counselor that verifies that the couple is in fact yeah, you, Christian. You're not in business, man. <laughs> you're not you're not doing business. And 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 look I don't man, if you you in business and you selling something to get money, then understand what money like money is money don't it don't see color it don't see see genitalia okay it don't see nothing it don't know who you are so why do people think that 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 like you want to get in the business of baking cakes or baking anything or 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 selling food or you have a job to do that earns you an income like fulfill that job and if you had a problem with that job don't do that job but people are trying to change jobs to fit them or fit their description of what they believe um you know christianity is or or whatever it is um and just to tie it back into like the whole cancel culture everybody wants to be selective right and but when they get to something they like this is this is the kind of nonsense I'm dealing with. Like drive, bro. Um, the whole side of his car is proof yeah, that he doesn't know how right? to drive. <laughs> In a lane that merges together. Right. So, anyways, um, you know, I had this conversation with my wife when she talked about something that we couldn't do, and she was like, "Oh no, Chick Fil A. Um, now we can't go to Chick Fil A." And I was like, "Why you went to Disneyland?" And, you know, or or do we need to cancel Facebook? I was like, do you know that the CEO of Coca-Cola was also on Trump's business panel? Do you know the CEO of Facebook was out there? CEO of Disneyland. uh, All these places that you go to. So are you prepared to stop everything? Everything basically that you're connected to? Because I know you ain't giving up Coca-Cola tonight. You know, so it just goes to show that, like, everybody wants to be triggered, but they really need to sit down for a second and say, all right, does this have anything to do with what it is I'm really upset about? Does this have anything to do with what I believe? Um, And I think that that's the problem, though, John. Like, people haven't defined for themselves what it is that they actually believe. Like, people have not defined, like... I am uh, in the the beginning sort of workings of a manuscript that I want to sort of like collect all of, like kind of like sound bites of people who I respect and talk about how from the things that they've said or they've done, I sort of have built principles within my life about parenting, about being a man, about being a... Um, a partner in a relationship about being a friend like all of these different things right and that's because i've spent time actually engaging in the process here's a buzzword for all you educators of metacognition like thinking about my own thoughts thinking about um who it is that i am on a on such a granular level that i can tell you what it is that i believe a parent should be i can tell you what it is that i believe a friend should be and of course those things are ever changing of course those things are influenced by the people who i've grown up around to a certain extent mm-hmm. but i have put them to task i've put those ideas to task i've stood them up and questioned them face to face and 
in doing that, I feel like I have a, a, a handle on the ideas that are um, that are within myself. So like, you can't even say, what do you believe? Because people think what I believe is what I've been told all my life. And it's like, that could be it, but have you questioned what you've been told all your life? And if after you questioned it, you still hold true to that and believe that, then cool. I can trust that. But if you haven't, then it's like, what are you doing? Like, why do people... I just don't understand how people could continue to exist in their lives, bro. As adults. And have... And and just have thoughts that are completely unoriginal. And it's, it's unoriginal not because somebody else shares that belief. But it's unoriginal because... You took it from somebody else and you never questioned it. Right. How do we get people... Like, maybe that's the question. How do we get people to question their own beliefs? Well, I think they're... And stop trying to influence everybody else's. But it's all about convenience in the first place, right? Like, I mean, you know, I'm fortunate enough to, to, to own a car, right? And we just got on the freeway and we're on the, the freeway with how many people, Right. If I was a hardcore radical Christian, am I not getting on the freeway because gay people own cars too? Like, where does it stop? Do you, if you ride in a bus, do you get off the bus because you see a gay couple on the bus? Is it gonna stop you from going to work that day? Because, or or getting on the next bus that's gonna make you thirty minutes late? Like, where does it stop? You won't sign a marriage license because you don't want to marry a gay couple, or you won't bake a cake because of your religion. Um, but again, like, where, where does that stop? It makes no sense. You're doing it to become a talking point to try to say something. If you were about the religion that you say you're about, then there's way, way, way more loving to be done than than hatred. And and I just man, like. When I tell you I don't understand, I don't get it. You go to the grocery store. There is no I am gay shirt that people wear in the grocery store. <laughs> and I can tell you, like, I'll tell you a story. I used to work. I was a manager at a grocery store. And um, uh, one of the other managers that, you know, worked in another department, he was a gay male. Um, and... It was the first time in my life that I had worked in such close capacity, knowingly, I should say, with somebody who was, was homosexual, out. right? And, and 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 mind you, folks, this was not no little dude. This was a big old six foot four dude that was flamboyant, so to speak. Like he was very expressive in his mannerisms, uh, very comfortable in his femininity. Um, and he was a cool dude. He's funny, you know. And um, we were talking about something one day or we were something. And, like, he cracked a joke to ease what he could see was my uncomfort or, you know, just my uneasiness. And he said, first of all, I just want to let you know, don't don't worry. You're, you're like, not even my type. <laughs> so we can hang out all day and I'll just never... Yeah, it's just not gonna you you just 
you don't do it for me. And I was like, then, you know, like, it's funny because you'll go to that. I can tell you 50% of heterosexual men will be like, wait, so I'm not cute. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's funny. Like your mind will go there. Right. And so then it got to the point where we're cool and comfortable to where like he started dropping like his codes for like when he did think somebody was cute. And I was like, look, we're not, um, I know we're not ever going to be boyfriends, but we're also not girlfriends. So I don't want to know. <laughs> we're not homegirls <laughs> like, like, either. We're not homegirls either. Like, I don't want to know. Like, right. Dude, I, I can't meet you on your yeah, level and dude, be like, oh, dude, yeah, he is cute. Yeah, no, do you. Like, I was like, I'm not going to be standing up here while you whistling at firefighters. Like, it's not my deal. <laughs> Go get him, though. Go get him. Like, get I want you to do, your, do thing. your thing. Be happy, bro. But, um, I know because I, I don't even do that with women. Like honestly, I don't do that with heterosexual women. Like, right, but it was just a thing of like me being uneasy because I didn't have that exposure. Right, so an unknown is something that general. A lot of people are scared of unknowns. Right, something they've never been around, and so you will much more likely latch on to whatever ideology the fear mongers have have presented. That's what you're going to... That's what's been sensationalized. So that's what you jump on, right? Um, Go back even further. Um, At least three people on the football team that I played on in high school are gay. We're in the locker room together. We change together, all this other stuff. One of them, I could say I could have called that. The other two? Not nope, at all. Not at all. And it's just to say that you live your life amongst people who have... Um, they they identify in all kinds of different ways. You, you don't get to choose that. So to sit up there and to single out somebody shows your hatred. It doesn't show your your dedication to your religion. It just shows that, that you... What are you... Okay. Yeah, there's a guy literally driving in the bike lane and trying to rear-end anyone who's trying yeah. to make the right-hand turn. That was great. No, I, I feel you. And the reason I uh, 100% agree with that is because I feel like the issue that, that most people who are a part of that fear-mongering culture um, have is they, like, hypersexualize. Like, at no point do we hyper... I mean, not at no point. But, like, we don't hypersexualize heterosexual people the way that we do homosexual people. And... We don't hypersexualize heterosexual men. Right. That's the only safe space in one sense to be in, right? Kind if of. You're a heterosexual male. it's like a power... Well, no, you're heterosexual male. You you can walk around with your shirt off. It's not a bad thing. You're not exposing yourself. You're not. Right. I was in San Francisco last week working and some lady, you know, she was clearly um, being affected by a substance, but she had had her shirt unbuttoned and she was walking up and down the street with her shirt unbuttoned. And I was like, man, I feel bad because I knew, you know, the one time was about to show up. Somebody was going to call him. And. but all the San Francisco natives they were that were like, working whatever. there, they were like, oh, this is... This is, this, this this is a Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everybody's like, it's nothing. Like, 
we just got done with the Folsom Street Fair. People was walking around, you know, butt naked and in leather chaps and all kind of other stuff. And so, like, they're they're used to that because they're submerged in that and, and, and they're comfortable with their identities and other people's identities. Yeah, and I think that, like, when I when I took, uh, I took a, a two semesters of figure drawing, are they going to try and get over it? Is that what he's attempting to do? Um, I took two semesters of figure drawing at San Jose State, which was basically uh, three-hour-long classes of us drawing naked people, right? (laughs) And I so appreciate and suggest that people, like, do it. I appreciated that experience because what it did for me was it allowed me to look at bodies as something that's more than a sexual thing you know what i mean it allowed me to look at older younger fit not fit bodies in a way that wasn't a sexualization of it and more of just like everybody's got these parts on the inside and then and on the outside and it is what it is so to assume that I, I always bring up the the locker room conversation that like every every gay man who's in the locker room in high school with other heterosexual guys is just fl- like on fire attracted to all of these guys exactly. it's, it's so ridiculous yeah. it's like completely ridiculous because if you walked into uh, humor me here if no, you you actually have done this before. Mm. You've been to beaches in Europe. Oh, yeah. And there are yeah. beaches where people don't wear anything. Mm. And you are not correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but you can you can honestly say that you were not sexually attracted to every female that was out there. Am I right or am I wrong? I like the way you worded that. It was very, very delicate. And yes, I can say that. See? What I will tell you is that you'll be on a beach in Europe, and if you're from America, you will see whatever your preference is. You will see somebody who is stunning and 22 walking down and like, wow, wow. Right. And then right after that person, their grandmother will be walking right behind them on With that them. same beach mm-hmm. <laughs> in the same outfit. And it is what it is because it's like nobody's out there to like show off like that, right? right? Like they're just, they're living their lives. And the math doesn't even, it's one of those things where it's math. It's like of the 100 people that are out there, you know, there may be 10 people that you look at and it's like, oh, like their, their body was physically attractive to me. Yeah. And I think it's the same with with any and everyone like we cannot hypersexualize people um which is the which is mostly the work of 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 people who are hateful it's, well it's also it's 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 really just it's a misogynistic mm-hmm. mindset that has been embedded into both men and women so basically what it is is men who think that all men are looking at them or all gay men are attracted to them and want them are the same men who, who think that about women who think that about women they have that mindset uh much like um this is where i'm gonna go like real real deep on y'all i'm gonna hurt somebody's feelings on the way out but how farrakhan said that when 
white people are scared of black men and scared of like have that mindset that black men are dangerous it's not because black men are dangerous it's because you're dangerous and it's because you have a history of killing raping right. all these other things and i'll go as, as far as to say donald trump's issue is that that's what he comes from that's who he was raised with so that's why he's scared of that that's why he's fear-mongering because if he was able to that's what he would do right so that's why he tries to cast that on anybody else but you know and the same thing with that you know hypersexualizing all gay men because and i'm sure there are gay men out there that hey i love everybody just like there's men out there that like i love all women Uh you know there's probably women that think the same way at both ends of the spectrum but it just doesn't and and to roll it all back into the whole cancel culture thing i just think that there needs to be a lot more and it's ridiculous because it's a divisive mindset but it's used in the wrong way if r kelly makes a song and i like the song i like the song I don't like R. Kelly. R. Kelly will never eat dinner at my house. (laughs) I'm not kicking it with R. Kelly, especially not now, right? Because if it was on a personal level, that's not somebody I would kick it with. But we are so selective in trying to cancel stuff that that we want to say, oh, I can't do this because this applies to my life. No, no, it doesn't. Nothing R. Kelly does. If you play R. Kelly's song, police are not showing up at your house checking your computer for child porn because that's not something you you haven't exhibited those traits and you have like and i hate to end it on a dark note but like you weren't raped like he was raped and didn't get the help that you needed and if you were i encourage you to go get the help that you needed but like he was molested and i bet the person who molested him was probably molested and so on and so forth. Like yeah, I said, yeah, it's, it's a generational sure a thing. That, exactly. And that's that to me is the the part of the conversation that, that gets ignored. Does he need to be off the street? I think so. Does he need to uh to account for the things that he's done in his life? One hundred percent. But he deserves as any other human being, whether they're a liar like my three-year-old is learning how to lie. Oh, it's what, be great. For you what, now. Whether oh, they're did you take a bath? No. You got... <laughs> whether they're a murderer, whether they're uh, a candy thief, it don't matter. Like everyone deserves. Ryan is letting y'all know he stole his kids' candy from last <laughs> night. That's what he's telling me. The ability to to be rehabilitated, and and I don't feel like R. Kelly should ever be on the platform that he is that he's on but i do believe that he deserves a chance at rehabilitation Uh, and that's not the that to me is not the responsibility of the the folks who are canceling him gonna get it though but i don't think i think he's too far gone well i think that he's too he's too young and too relevant to get the benefit of or he's too in the middle you know like when you're really young enough time can pass where enough people will forget about what it is that you've done if you weren't that popular right Mm -hmm. and you're unfortunately white because if you're black like if you oh it's a a short amount of time you still a person you black you you're a purse thief for the rest of your life like it is what it is so r kelly 
um, you did the wrong thing and you're the wrong color to be doing anything wrong. So you're going to live with that for the rest of your life. It is That's just how our society is. But I would encourage anybody listening to like, seriously, like when before you get ready to cancel something, ask yourself, like, what is your connection to that? Like if R. Kelly's song plays tomorrow and you're like, oh, that's a cool song, but you don't hear it again for three years. Has a subtraction truly been made in your life? No, you're not at a deficit. Right. So and at the on the other side of that same coin. If you have been molested or um, taken advantage of um, by an older person that like in the similar way that R. Kelly perpetrated what he was doing and it does trigger you and it is something where you hear this song and it reminds you of a moment or something like that, then absolutely like do what you need to do for yourself and um, inform the people around you, not of your story, but be open and honest and say hey you know what like when this music comes on like it's it's not a cool thing for me because there is both sides of that that same coin. yeah no it's absolutely going to trigger somebody somebody's going to have a real relationship a different relationship with that an emotional connection to that right. song that i'm not gonna i mean people have emotional connections to songs mm-hmm. so once they found out who that person is then there's a different yeah. connection you know and it's going to strike everybody differently but i mean you know, I'll quote the, the 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 homosexual male that said, "I'm not gonna stop eating Chick Fil A because <laughs> I don't come here for their values. I come here for chicken sandwiches, right. and they make the best chicken sandwiches, or the like, ones that they like." Yeah, so it's like, and Chick Fil A doesn't say, "Hey, if you're gay, don't come in." Right? <laughs> right? They're in the business of serving. They they might be, and that's the thing about it. They're a faith based restaurant chain. But they're a restaurant chain, and the they don't founder, forget that. Yeah, the founders so, are faith-based, but like so, the, everybody that they hire isn't. But I mean, they, same with, with they can run their business. Like, I, so behind the scenes, you want to pray before you know work your starts your meetings. If you want to truly be about that, I, I am. I applaud you, but I also implore people to realize. I don't ever remember a situation in history where somebody was turned away from a Chick-fil-A because of their sexual (laughs) orientation. So that should let you know that while Chick-fil-A might support um, marriage as it exists in the Bible, and there's actually some, y'all should look into this, I was told that marriage is, 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 is a legal it's a legal situation. When you're married, that's something you go do to legally be bound to that exactly. person. Husband and wife is something that exists in the Bible. Exactly. So it, there's there's already a separation there. So and like, in, and, and in other religions, and that's why from the beginning of the conversation, like for me, it's like marriage is a legal contract. If you want to live your life according to what the Bible talks about in terms of husband and wife, by all means, go ahead and do that. But the people who are married next door aren't ascribing to that same thing just because one of them has a a vagina and the other one has a penis so i think that like that is the the whole you know like it ain't no it ain't no i i look uh is it i bet it's a it's a, a hardcore muslim dude out there that is owning a restaurant or owns a grocery store or owns a deli and you think that they not serving ham sandwiches 
Yeah, I, I, I don't doubt that. <laughs> and even and even like, if they're and even if they're and like that's that to me is even a more extreme example. A less extreme example is like when you go to Ike's place, where you know with like the halal chicken and stuff like mm-hmm. that. If a woman came in there and her head was uncovered, they're not gonna be like, oh, we don't, we're not gonna serve you because you don't have covering on your. You know what I mean? Like that's right. That and that to me, as crazy as that sounds, that to me is an apples to apples comparison to this bakery thing where it's just like, wait, what? I just I, I think that people need to understand that in inclusivity does not mean exclusivity, exclusivity right? You, you, By because nature. I invited you into my house does not mean that I told somebody else that they not to come, come over. Mm-hmm. Now, if I told you not to come over, don't come over because right. I want you at my house, exactly. <laughs> I'm speaking that that's literally like if I tell you not to come, don't come <laughs> that's not like any man, woman, boy or girl. But yeah, like folks out there, like for real, like if you like chicken sandwiches, go get you a chicken sandwich. If you like a song, listen to a song. If it strikes you, if it strikes a nerve in you, if it, you have an emotional connection, then by all means, follow your heart, follow your mind. But that does not mean that you should inflict that upon the next person if you have a burden that you need to face or deal with or get help with or for i implore you to do that but that is not for you to drag the next person in and be like we need to hate all people who i think are like this because i went through this you know like get the support get the help get the you know like hatred is just right you know you got to get it's a lot of people out there with a lot of hate in their heart that are that are reeling in a lot of people with a lot of hurt in their heart. Right. And that and, and, that is huge. I think that, like, if we don't leave off anything, if you don't remember anything else from this conversation, remember that there are a lot of people who are hateful, who are are preying on the hearts of people who are hurt. That's huge. I think that's the punctuation, bro. Hey, man. Hey, look. Pastor John, I can't, I can't now. I can't say I, I, I drink Seagrams because it's good, <laughs> and they pay me for it. <laughs> oh, All right. Well. Uh, I hope you guys have a safe weekend. We will be back with the Road Rage podcast at some point next week. Yep. We appreciate the fact that you guys enjoy the irregularity of uh, our um, publishing schedule. Sometimes you get two a week. Sometimes you get one a week. Sometimes you get none a week. Um, but uh, just like traffic on the freeway is unpredictable, we are unpredictable. Very much so. All right. Peace out.